Welcome to Amplifying Leadership, a podcast where we talk leadership and all that it is with guest stories, tips, and more. My name is Tara Lehman, and I am a partner, coach, and consultant at Twin Life Coaching and Business Services, of which Amplifying Leadership is a division. For our leadership clients, we'd love to support you through this podcast, tools, coaching, and our community. To learn more about our leadership services and our leadership community, please visit findleadership.ca. Today, I am welcoming Sabrina Oso, founder and CEO of Oso Safe, a TEDx speaker, author, and also a real estate agent. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Tara. This is so great to be with you. You too. I'm excited about our topic today, but why don't we get started with a little bit about you and your leadership story and how you got to where you are today? Yes. Um, I have been in and out of therapy for quite some time where I am comfortable enough to say that I'm a survivor of violence. Uh, my father beat my mother on a regular basis. My mother would okay. beat me. So, um, sorry. Oh, that's I, uh, okay. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a, unfortunately a common thread with too many of us, right? So it's about, um, turning pain into power, essentially. Oh, I like that. So safe. Yeah. Uh, so you could either internalize it and not heal from everything that happened, or you can, like I said, turn pain into power and help yourself and help others. And I find it healing to, to heal others, you're healing yourself. And in healing yourself, you're healing others. So it's definitely a two-way street that I didn't know uh, until I would say in my adulthood, you know. Okay. Um, and and I think therapy plays a big part in good leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't see any shame in that, as we say at Oh So Safe. There's shame in not getting help versus mm-hmm. getting help. Mm -hmm. So it's something that I think COVID has put on the forefront, really, where mental health, yeah, mental health is now more talked about. It's not a taboo subject as much. Mm -hmm. uh, And this is very, very good. Um, So, and I feel like with leadership, uh, I mean, I... For quite some time, I was a one-woman show, really. Uh, but now I have a couple of part-timers, and we're looking to grow. Obviously, that's great. Um, and my 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 company was born out of a one-woman show that I wrote, choreographed, and performed. I am a dancer. Okay. And uh, but just not to go off topic, that's a summation of my leadership story. <laughs> Wow, very powerful one. And I like the pain to power that you said. I love that. That's a great, um, a great way of thinking about it in a different positive way. Right? Yeah, great. So when it comes to just, you know, your leadership journey in general, what was the biggest obstacle you had to overcome when it came to building into that? I find the biggest obstacle for us is changing people's thinking about safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not a charity. We're not a nonprofit. We respect all of the charities and nonprofits that that deal with domestic violence, but we don't even like to call it domestic violence. It's about safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everything starts in the home, really. So if we want our workplaces to be safe, our homes must be safe 
first. So I find that that is a very important concept to, uh, to disperse out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think it touches upon so many things. Like if you're, if your home is safe, then workplaces will be safe. Schools, universities will be safe. Our public places will be safe. So I think that is one of the biggest obstacles to just get people to think differently about safety. Um, yes, you want to have, for example, in residency, where we have, we're saying to landlords, to property owners, hire us, we'll get your property also safe certified. And that means everybody's held to a higher regard, a higher standard in residency. We don't just give the keys. And I'm a real estate agent, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't just give the keys and say, okay, sign here and then leave it up to you. No, we get you educated, you sign a policy, you promise to not act abusively, otherwise you, the abuser only, gets immediately evicted from the premises. Um, And children have a say in their residency. So this Mm -hmm. is, these are items that have never been done before, and it's on the preventative side. So I think to be... These are some of the obstacles that we are hashing out every day uh, mm-hmm. to really get people thinking differently about safety all around. And and I like the word preventative, too, because that's a key piece when it comes to businesses and even with leaders, because we all think safety in the workplace is the physical safety. You have to meet health and safety standards and WMIS and all these other wonderful things that are out there that are meant to keep us safe. People don't always think about the other side, which is psychological safety at the workplace. So because it is so big, I'm curious why this this is so passionate for you. And I, I love that you're going into helping businesses, for example, with this. So why is it such a passion for you, not based necessarily on your history, but in general for businesses and leadership? You don't make your employees safe. They're not going to perform well. They are not going to do their best work. So it really starts with you as a uh, a leader, a boss, uh, anyone in, uh, if you're a supervisor, you're a manager, you are the founder and CEO of a company, it starts with you. Mm-hmm. So if you cultivate a culture of respect, the single most important ingredient in safety we find is whether it be at home, whether it be in the workplace, whether it be at school, because those are the three main markets, right, where you exist, your home, workplace, and school, if you're a student. Um, If you don't have respect, then you're not safe. Mm -hmm. So we find that to cultivate a to cultivate an environment of respect, which means no verbal, physical, sexual abuse of any kind, no violence, abuse, chaos, dysfunction. I want to say in the workplace, and I'm so glad that you have this platform of of really concentrating in the workplace um, and leadership. Pornography plays a big part in violence. And I say this because in the workplace, there are... There's pornography going on. 
um, and it trickles down to sexual harassment and sex trafficking. It's all tied in together. So as leaders, as as managers, uh, as supervisors, we need to connect the dots. Mm-hmm. So if you want your, we are men, women, we want to be gender fluid, very respectful, right? Mm-hmm. So um, you have to cultivate a an environment of safety, of respect all around. So you don't want any abuse. You don't want anyone yelling at each other. You don't want anyone to be afraid to walk to the parking lot when they they put that key in their car mm-hmm, yeah. and wondering, you know, um, if they had some sort of altercation with a, a coworker, that is mm-hmm. not a good a good environment. Um, in the United States, there are between, and I think COVID has something to do with this, between 400,000 and 2.2 million incidents of workplace violence that occurs every single year in the U.S. alone. Wow. Mm-hmm. And those are just the ones that are documented. So obviously, we need respect. Mm-hmm. We need to practice it. So it has to be a practice. I hope I answered the question. You did. And I and the word respect is even in so many businesses, core values, but you need to live it as well as leaders and as business owners and, and even employees who work there. You've got to live that value in order for it to feel safe for everybody else. So people feel like they can come up and say something about maybe there's a physical safety issue that they're afraid to talk to somebody, but if they have that respect and that sense of belonging, then they can actually bring that out without any fear of being, you know, reprimanded or whatever it might be. I wanted to come back to something that is so easily seen in, in um, businesses that you mentioned, which is the whole idea of the yelling and even swearing or just making those inappropriate jokes that you know half the group is fine with but the other half is not you know and we do see that and um so what are your thoughts on you know how maybe leaders can start to help manage that if it's something they're going from that's normal to now it's not permitted anymore is there any ways that leaders could maybe help integrate that respect into it yes it definitely starts with it. We have to think of it as a practice. It's a mm-hmm. practice. So every day, every day, every hour that goes by every day, we have to be conscious of our speech. And I'm not saying that we have to be spied on or controlled. I'm not saying that at all. But to cultivate a an environment of respect, you can't make jokes of in the nature where it's disrespect. If it's maybe you have more of a um, Arabic Muslim uh, uh, employees mm-hmm. where, where they're working in, in your in your workplace, well, you have to be respectful of that. Maybe you have more of a, a gay environment in your workplace. You have to be respectful of that. No joking uh, women. Oh, look at her and her short skirt. Look at the legs on that one. Even as a man, wow, he's wearing tight pants. Wow, I would love to get, I mean, mm-hmm. let's say, like, let me get my hands on that. These are, this is sexual harassment. And yes. well, it's harassment in many, in many regards, uh, but it can have the context of sexual harassment. So this goes back to, being conscious 
practicing it, living it, living it at home. So that way in the workplace, there's not a disconnect. Mm -hmm. So if you practice it at home, you're going to practice it in the workplace. And if you want your employees to perform at their best, you're going to make sure that your managers are well aware, have meetings with them and say, look, you are, you have such and such people uh, that you are managing. I want you to make sure that this is a regular part of the conversation. So that way you don't wait for something to happen because then it's too late. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's on the preventative side. So if you have to have monthly meetings where you, you talk about this and you want to have these conversations where you say, if you're not safe at home, we are here for you. If you're, if you find yourself in a bad relationship, maybe this coworker performed excellently up until a month ago, what happened, Mm -hmm. talk to them in private and say, look, this is confidential. I just want to know what's going on to better help you. And so that way we can help each other. And I want you to be here. You performed excellently. You do whatever project I give you, you perform it very, very well. What happened is something going on at home and it's okay to ask. You're not stepping on any toes. Um, And if we do this on a regular basis, Tara, it won't be a shock. It won't be uh, like, whoa, where is this coming from? Mm. Because you're cultivating a culture of safety and respect in the workplace. And that's Mm -hmm. how it should be. Um, And have, have resources available, I would say, like right on the spot, whether it be for, uh, I want to say, yes, you could have the 800 numbers, and this is on a mainstream level, um, and and just have therapy on hand, like therapists. Where do you Mm -hmm. live? Oh, this is a list of therapists that are in your area. Consider seeing one if you're having problems at home, if you're having problems in a relationship, maybe with your kids, just consider it, plant that seed, you know, mm-hmm. it'll just make for a better work environment. Especially if they do feel safe enough to even come to you and tell you, I think that is absolutely true. And resources, that, that's huge for employers to have on hand. A lot of companies have the employee family assistance programs or EAPs, whatever people call them, have that card on hand. If you're asking a very gentle, you know, um, question to somebody about it is something going on, um, you know, because it's important, especially if you notice a big change, right? Like maybe it's something really simple at work, but maybe it is something bigger that they need assistance for. So if we have resources, you know, 1-800 numbers, companies like yours, or, or even, you know, EAP programs in place, are there any other resources that leaders or even the human resource departments of companies should have on hand to ensure psychological safety, not just the physical? Yes, um, I came across and this is something that I think every well, I would say, if not all, at least many workplaces should have and this is 
you have to care as a as a supervisor, as a manager, as the owner of your company. You have to care about the mental health of your workers mm-hmm. because, like I said, it goes back to performance. So Absolutely. if they're distracted, you know, let's say their kid is sick or their kid is being bullied at school mm-hmm. and you have that worker and there's a, a major meeting that is going on hold off the meeting for 10 minutes and say, look, I need you. You're, you're an important part of this team. You want to tell me what's going on. We can at least mediate it right now. Or if you want to talk about it after the meeting, but I feel that you're very tense. You're very um, distracted. What is going on as, as owners of a company, you have to care about the mental state of your workers period over and out. This part of your body is not disconnected from the rest. This is mm-hmm. where your psychological part is, right? So your your mental state, your emotional state, your and it affects everything. So I want to say communication is key. And people always talk about communication, yeah. right? So I want to say that it doesn't have to be a big deal. Just saying, I'm here for you. I'm ready to listen if you want to talk. That's it. Yeah, you don't have that's to huge. go into a yeah. You don't have to go into a big thing like be a we're not all psychologists, right? Maybe mm-hmm. some of us are, but a lot of us aren't. But just opening that window or door saying, I'm here for you. If you want to talk, I'm right here. And you'll be surprised how many people, once you do that, will enter. And that way you could you they could benefit from you and you could benefit from them. And that's the communication right there. Another um, thing, uh, another uh, tip, if you will, is Mm -hmm. crack down on harassment and bullying. Yeah. And this is something that has to be an ongoing practice. Um, No sexual harassment. If your boss is sexually harassing you and it starts out subtle, Tara, I want to say, like, whether it be male or female, it starts out subtle, like a little joke here and there. But if you feel creeped out, and everyone knows that word, you know, that phrase creeped out, little children know that, you know, they they know what that means. But even as an adult, yes, then you need to say, whoa, that made me feel uncomfortable. Exactly. Don't yeah. make excuses for it. Don't subdue it. Don't say, oh, it's my fault. Honor it. Uh, say, wow, I, I have to really see where this is going, you know, and, and then just really monitor and start documenting, whether it be on your phone, on a piece of paper, on your computer, whatever it is. And, um, and it could be also as we as as it's talked about in sexual harassment quid pro quo mm-hmm. where i'll do this for you if you do that for me sexual mm-hmm. favors that's downright sexual harassment it's not mm-hmm. your fault you're not alone so as 
owners of companies, you have to talk about this. You have to say this over and over again. We don't tolerate it and we stand by our word. We want you to come to us. This is your supervisor. This is your manager. If anything like that goes on, talk about it privately. We'll keep it confidential. Mm-hmm, but absolutely. There's not going to be any retaliation. Yeah. And I, and I do like that you talk about communication, even when you touched on something that I I like to make sure people know, too, for the subtle stuff. I don't mean for the harsh stuff, but for the subtle stuff, if you feel that that's inappropriate saying to the other person, you know, I think that's just a little bit inappropriate. I prefer if you didn't do that again. It's a great place so that it doesn't escalate into something where it becomes more concerning. Right. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Yes, absolutely. Nip it in the bud. Mm-hmm, Absolutely. Yeah. Don't don't wait. I mean, if if you're unsure, then yes, give it a little bit more time. Maybe, oh, may you know, I just started working here. L- let me just see where it goes. But if at any point you feel creeped out, you feel uncomfortable, you feel mm-hmm. like, whoa, that that made me feel insecure and unsafe. Yeah, unsafe, unsafe. And yeah. you need to call them out on it. Even if it's your the owner of the company, then go be, whoever is below uh, that person. Uh, um, it could be HR. It could mm-hmm. be the manager that reports to that person. There's no excuses. None. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and in fact, you could call it out and say, and, and this has to be a practice, even if you have to do it in a mirror or maybe with a friend yeah, or a family member, that way you practice it and it won't feel weird and call them out on it and say, look, what you just said or what you just did is sexual harassment. And you'd be surprised how fast they step back and say, oh, I'm so sorry because I want to say that in, uh, I have a statistic here, Mm -hmm. sexual harassment claims in 2010 cost $48.4 million in damages. Wow. Wow. And a more recent, uh, I believe it was either 2019, companies paid $3.5 billion in sexual harassment claims. So you're not alone. You're not crazy. Uh, don't doubt yourself, call it out because companies, they don't want to be paying that. And they know once you call it out, they're on the hook. Yeah. Then the clock starts, uh, starts ticking and you could consult with an attorney, document everything and say, look, this is what happened. And, 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 an attorney specializing in sexual harassment will be on your side and say, no, you are right to feel objectified, whether it be female or male. Mm-hmm. Um, if it keeps happening, call me. We'll get a lawsuit going right away. And companies don't want to hear that. So, no, so they don't. just keep that in mind, you know. Yeah, absolutely. The one thing that companies would, would hate if you just didn't tell anybody and then it goes too far, for not just for the lawsuit side, but for your own psychological safety as well. So, yeah, if you can say something, speak up, nip it in the bud, I agree. So if we put all that wonderful stuff and and information that you provided us today on psychological safety, is there something that maybe our leaders could take away as 
a key takeaway or something that maybe they should be doing that perhaps they're not right now um, that you want to to share with us today? Yes, um, and I had some several things to, uh, and it's worth repeating. In order yes. for our workplaces to be safe, our homes must be safe first. So mm-hmm. if somebody is hostile with you at work, they are hostile at home. So to make that connection, I think is really important. There's no separation. So if we have to practice it at home, we have to practice it in the workplace. It's not enough to just have it one or the other. Both of them have to work together. Mm-hmm. So I, I I think that's very, very important. It's It's key to make our workplaces safe to talk about well, how is your home life? Um, if there's any resistance there, if they don't want to talk about it, these are all yellow, red flags. Like, is there any way I could help? Are you bill- being bullied? Are you in a dangerous relationship? We're here for you. So I just want to make that distinction. It's it's an important component of workplace safety, workplace respect. Um, another component is, let it be okay if you're not okay. Yes. If yes. you need a breather at work, you're under a lot of pressure, your your bosses, you, you need this uh, report out, but you just heard that your kid just got bullied and you're distracted. If you have to go into the bathroom and cry your eyes out at work, let it be okay. Tell mm-hmm. your boss and if he or she is a good boss, a good supervisor, they will give you your space and say, go, it's mm-hmm. okay, we'll survive. <laughs> 10 minutes, 15 minutes in the bathroom, yeah. you know, yeah. let it be okay that if you need to cry, if you need a therapist, if you call your therapist, um, sometimes you just need that and then you can focus, you could refocus yeah. back to the project. I also want to say that, don't be afraid if it comes to this that you have to quit. Mm-hmm. It, if and 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 I'm not saying that you're going to excuse the behavior, but what I'm saying is don't think that this job, oh my gosh, I have to feed my family and I can't quit. Uh so what that he touched me inappropriately or she touched me inappropriately. Nip it in the bud. Sit, call it out right then and there and 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 just keep in mind there are there are other jobs out there worthy mm-hmm. of your value so you shouldn't be afraid at work you shouldn't feel like oh my gosh i'm afraid as soon as i pull in no you should feel safe at work you it's should. your right i um, agree and then i i just want to say um bosses supervisors founders they need to lead by example big time yes yes you know a hundred percent you know um men women so i I just want to say those key components i think are very important in a safe workplace which is equal to the single most important component is respect yes i think it all goes back to that and then bringing that in leading by example with that even and then of course those resources for anybody if 
they don't want to tell you everything that's going on, that's okay. Hand them the resources, EAP, therapist list, 800 numbers, because some people, they want to deal with it differently. And that's okay. But give them those resources. I love everything that you brought up today. I think it is amazing conversation that we had around psychological safety. Thank you very much. Um, so I know that there could be some people who are curious or want to talk to you more about all of this. Is there a way that they can find you online or your business online? Sure. Um, our uh, uh, website is ososafe.com. Uh, we are on all the major uh, social media platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, um, and I want to say, because a lot of workers have children, we started about a year or two ago, um, two platforms, TikTok and YouTube, Also Safe Kids. And it's a way f- to empower children if they're being abused at home, if they're not safe at home, that we talk about warning signs, red flags, that they could speak out on behalf of their own lack of safety at home and that it's okay, it's not their fault, they're not alone, um, and that they have a say in residency because those kids will eventually go into the workplace, right? Mm -hmm. So if we make them safe at home, they'll be safe in the workplace eventually. Um, And uh, we have uh, a book... um, uh, it's called Home Safe Home for You and Me. It's on Amazon. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, those are the best ways to reach us, Tara. <laughs> Great. And just so everybody knows, OSO is O-S-S-O. Thank you so much for a wonderful conversation today. Thank you, Tara. This was great. <laughs> and of course, a thank you to our listeners as well. We do hope that you are taking away some key points to help you grow within your business and your leadership. If you are a leader who knows that community support and developing your skills are the way to moving forward on your leadership journey, or you want to join a leadership community, please visit us at amplifyingleadership.ca, a twin life coaching and business services division. Until next time, please be safe and be an amazing leader for leaders to be.